0: For RCR TV, I'm Sean Kinney, and welcome to HetNet Happenings, where we take a look at all things DAS, Wi-Fi, small cell, and much more. back to HetNet Happenings. I'm Sean Kinney and we've got a great show for you today. I recently uh, took a trip out to Atlanta to visit with the folks at the Wireless Technology Forum. It's a very active group in uh, Atlanta that that discusses all things wireless and uh, the purpose of my trip was to go out there and take part as a moderator of their annual Analyst Day event. So I really enjoyed getting to do this and the uh, A sensible topic was the state of wireless in 2015. So we had some uh, discussion looking back at 2015, but I would say that the majority of it is geared towards a look ahead at uh, 5G mobile networks and the Internet of Things and how network convergence is going to affect the existing telecom business. And uh, In this first clip, uh, I'm going to make a few introductory remarks, but I want to familiarize you with the panelists you're going to see up there. So on your screen, from left to right, you're going to see George Swinzelita, who is the VP and General Manager at Incode Consulting. ENCODE, of course, is a division of uh, Ericsson. Then in the middle there, you're going to see Perry Walter, who is the Managing Director at H and H Advisors. I'm sorry, H D H Advisors LLC. Perry does a lot of work looking at sort of the investment end of the telecom industry and then you're going to see Jeff Kagan who uh, our readers at RCR Wireless will recognize from his uh, weekly column here Jeff's been a long time uh, telecom wireless industry analyst and he makes a lot of really salient points here so in this first clip you're going to hear a few introductory remarks from me then from the panelists and then we're going to talk a little bit about how as the technological landscape changes service providers and operators are going to need to adopt their business models to make the technological advancement something that's attainable from a consumer perspective. So let's take a look at this clip.
1: Wireless is changing very rapidly, uh, perhaps right now more rapidly than ever. We have the Internet of Things burgeoning and the promise of 5G maybe five, ten years from now. And, uh, You know, all these things are going to fundamentally transform the way we all live, work, and and do our business. So it's uh, really a privilege to get to discuss these issues with you gentlemen this evening. So uh, as we get started and and consider all of these transformative properties, we get focused on the technology end. But I think something that's very important to keep in mind is how business models are going to have to transform as these new technologies come online. So, uh, George, as we get started here, could you uh, sort of uh, introduce yourself, make a few uh, introductory comments, and then uh, tell me how you see these business models changing over the next few years.
2: Sure. Well, well, thanks. And and I guess I'm no stranger to this group. Uh, I see a lot of familiar faces out there and even former panelists. But George Poinsleto with ENCODE Consulting. Uh, I've been here in Atlanta for about 23 years, originally from Washington, D.C. And I've been serving uh, the, the broader industry for most of that career in, in both consulting roles as well as as, uh, as working at Bell South and uh, and doing some startup work. Uh, so just real real quickly, a couple topics that I'm we, we do a top ten uh, prediction list each year. We'll, we'll launch it on January first. Uh, I've used this forum to sort of introduce a couple preview themes uh, of that. So. We, we can get further into it as we have the discussion. So, so the, the, I'll be real brief on this. The first one is we believe the 600 auction uh, will, will not receive the attention that, that uh, maybe others see at this point. So 600 megahertz auction, the incentive auction is coming out early next year. The second is consolidation. Consolidation is back. Um, And it won't be wireless to wireless or fixed line to fixed line. Of course, you've seen a a, a real wave of of cable consolidation. But we see uh, potentially uh, one of the major fixed line oriented companies, i.e. a cable company, marrying up with a wireless company. Um, Third prediction is is about video. And of course, mobile and and media are coming together. So even though this is video, it's, it's very much tied to mobile. And what, what does it take to be uh, successful in, in, in video? And it's, it's discovery. It's marrying the, the, the pro, in a very smart fashion, the supply and demand around, around content. And then it's, uh, it, it's having, or, or you can own content itself. So around discovery, we, we see you know, a lot of advancements in that will go from today's TV everywhere or, 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 or uh, set-top box model, to something that's much more compelling uh, in in 2016. So in terms of business models, uh, we we uh, business models are, are are under attack in the term in terms of, yeah, you know, the percentage of, of, of revenue that comes th- from traditional ARPU is declining fairly steadily each and every year and being replaced by other other subsidized services. And and you can see an example of that with Google Fi coming out with. A, a Wi-Fi first product uh, with an MVNO behind it, launched by Google, Google of course has other revenue streams, other interests besides just being a carrier, and that's one example of many, and I think especially in, in IoT, Internet of Things, we'll see other uh, other business models emerge as, as we go into the year. So ARPU, you know, we didn't have, a, I don't think we have a prediction on it in particular, but the, 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 the traditional monthly ARPU based model is changing fairly fairly rapidly
1: and yeah, Perry George mentioned IOT there, and you know we 're not too far away from a future where everything in our lives is going to have a, a cellular subscription and be producing data and at uh, current rates, I am not inclined to to buy my tennis shoes a uh, data plan so Perry, how are these business models going to change to facilitate this explosive growth in data
3: that we 're creating? Well, thanks. Uh, uh, lots of different thoughts on that. There's, uh, but I, I like to boil things down uh, to two basic philosophies. One is pain, and the second one is passion. If you can eliminate a pain, you solve a problem. If you have something that someone's passionate about, customers are passionate about it, they're willing to pay for it. If they're not so passionate about it, they may or may not be you know willing to pay for it. So my, my kind of themes and it doesn't quite fit exactly what you're saying but um, there are some real key themes that I think are pains in the, in the wireless space. Uh, one is the bottleneck to the cell tower to cover all the different uh, data usage, video usage as George referred to, and there's some important things that need to be done in terms of backhaul and backhauling to a data center what have you. An example of a company trying to solve that is Tower Cloud here in Atlanta, uh, that's trying to help solve that problem. The second is high traffic venues, especially high traffic venues that are high traffic for very short periods of times—convention centers, stadiums, what have you—and I think one of the key themes there is a lot of small cell and DAS and companies that are taking on that challenge. An example of that is connectivity wireless here in town. So those are some of the things. You know, Internet of Things is all part of that. I have three kids. Trust me, I think they'd rather have wireless in every single device that they ever touch. It may happen someday, but I'm with you. Hope it's all in one bundled plan and fairly reasonable.
1: All right, and, and Jeff, I've I've heard you. Uh say and use many times in some of your writings this analogy of the uh, the growth wave that that rises crests and then falls what's this wave gonna look like over the next few years as we continue to introduce new wireless services into the marketplace?
4: Well, we have to recognize and I think we all recognize because this is the business that we're in and many of us have been in this business for a long time I've been doing this for I think close to 30 years (coughs) We watch every five to 10 years the industry change, go through another transformation, go through another wave of, of, of change. You know the last major wave was when the Apple iPhone and the Google Android came out, and that was somewhere around eight years ago. Before that, you know BlackBerry and Nokia were leading, and, and they then suddenly they, they, they struggled to, to, to survive. Um, and that was a major change with, with apps and the growth of smartphones and now we're, we, we've, we've, we've risen, we've crested and, it, and that, that growth wave is now slowing. It's, smartphones aren't going away, we're going to be using them forever um, but it's not like we, we don't have them, we've been using them for a while so, that, so, the, so the rapid growth wave is, is, is ending and we're now starting on the next major transformation uh, of the industry. And I'm not saying something that everyone in this room doesn't know. We all know the, the, the industry is going through, starting to go through another major transformation where wireless, and we happen to be in the center of the universe, wireless is going to be the industry that's going to transform other industries. Other industries like automotive, um, like healthcare, like retail, industry after industry after industry um, are 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 moving into wireless, and it's transforming what they what they do. With the dashboard of the car, you know, if you're driving, even a Toyota, you know, you you, you all of a sudden you get a signal on the dashboard. It's it's time to update your 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 GPS and, and, and your navigation software. Do you want to do it now? Well, I'm driving. So I press the button, yes, and it's downloading um, to my car while I'm driving. So, you know, it it, it takes 20 minutes and then it transforms what I have on my screen and now it's better and bigger. And and this is continuing to transform. Now we're going into this new wireless TV space, which I think is going to be a very exciting area. And, And wireless TV is going to transform Um, the way we think about cable TV. We we always thought about cable TV as just coming home, grabbing the remote control, and and flipping the channels. Um, But going forward, the the TV providers have to deliver more than just TV over over, over a a cable line to the home. They have to deliver wirelessly. They have to deliver to the smartphone, to the tablet. You have got to be able to watch television on your devices over the wireless network wherever you are, whether that's in your home or somewhere else in the city or somewhere else in the country. So it's, it's, it's transforming the way we um, are, are, are experiencing that industry. Now some carriers are jumping on that. AT&T with DirecTV. Um, DirecTV and DISH were both struggling because they, they had grown but they were not growing anymore because they, they only offered service to the home, but now DirecTV through at and is offering a wireless connection. So all of a sudden, Direct TV is growing. Now Dish has a dilemma. Dish has to come up with the same kind of wireless uh, programming uh, option opportunity in order to, for them to continue to grow. Comcast, you know, is 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 told Verizon uh, wireless uh, in the last week or two that they're now going to be working closely with them to develop um, their own um, and, and enhance their own wireless TV offerings. So you know going forward this is a huge opportunity for every wireless carrier and every cable television, and every IPTV television company because it's transforming. And these kinds of transformations are all about wireless. We happen to be in the center of the universe. Everybody in every industry needs us and whether we are going to be working in the wireless industry and providing these services with the companies that we work for, or whether we look to other opportunities in other industries um, because these other companies and these other industries don't have a clue how to integrate wireless but they need to because in the beginning the first few companies that do it are going to have a competitive advantage. But after a while, when everybody starts to offer it, it's not gonna be a competitive advantage anymore. It's gonna be expected. It's gonna be what companies have to deliver. Otherwise, they're gonna struggle.
0: All right, so really an interesting discussion and I enjoy this next clip that we're gonna take a look at because it covers so much ground. We start talking about network convergence, which, uh, you know, like AT&T buying Dish Network or I guess the inverse of that would be uh, Comcast who seems to be moving towards maybe an MVNO piggybacking on some Verizon uh, spectrum that they have access to. Then we move into small cell deployments and a little discussion around how the enterprise market is the growth opportunity for small cells in the short term. Then we move on from there to discuss operator strategy. In this particular clip, it's uh, uh, based on Sprint's network improvement plan and and tempering that with some of their customer-facing promotions so really a lot of interesting insight from these three panelists. Let's take a look at that clip.
2: There, so there, there are tremendous opportunities and, and, and the, you know, the need is really twofold. If you right now hold um, users in, in America as to you know, what their belief, what, what their uh, uh, ratings are, are around in building coverage, it's still not great, right? We still have challenges in building. I was just in New York City this week, and, and I'm always surprised how poor wireless is there for the obvious reasons. And when you think about coverage in smaller areas, it's a little bit of a, uh, an alphabet soup at, at this point. We had DAS systems that were put into stadiums, which which had a, ha, have and had a purpose. Uh, we've got Wi-Fi. Uh, we have small cell that that hasn't quite emerged as quickly as people would like, and then. Now, in, also in the category of, of unlicensed spectrum, there's what's called the LTE unlicensed and, and, and there's families associated with that. Many of you have probably looked at that with regards to how that could interact or not interact with, with Wi-Fi. So you've got lots of different ways to, to provide uh, a, a solution for this pain point. And this sort of takes me to the next, the next wave, which is 5G. And 5G is going to be really different than the first 4Gs. The first 4Gs, everything was sort of better. 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G. 5G, in terms of its first instance, will be very much focused on the smallest of the small cell type technologies. It'll be very, very fast. It'll have very low latency, Uh, but it's not going to be sort of your high and wide type, type, uh, type service. But it'll be amazing for video and it'll be a true, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be more competitive to fixed broadband than, than the previous installations of, uh, iterations of, of, of wireless. So it's very exciting, it's still some time away, but, but you know, the, 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 to Perry's point, you know, the, 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 the innovation and the attention is all going to be around densification and, and, and smaller coverage areas.
1: Yeah, and, and Perry, small cells, that's something you and I were discussing a little bit before we got up here. Uh, I was recently looking at some research out of the small cell forum, and uh, the point of it was that the, the growth opportunity in the short term is in the enterprise market, not in the carrier market. And I think we've, we've thought that carrier deployments were going to take off for a couple years at this point, but uh, it still seems in the distance. Uh, why is that, and, and why is the enterprise market a great growth opportunity for small cells?
3: Well, I think that's an interesting point. I think in an enterprise, and just widely uh, defined an enterprise, could be you know, all of us bringing our own devices there, and I might be on one carrier, Jeff might be on another, George might be on another, and you want to be able to accommodate all. So that's why I don't think it's this carrier-centric. And again, going back to, and I've done some work with a lot of companies in this space trying to deploy DAS and small cell, and they are really focused in on the enterprise or the call it the stadium or the group space that a lot of people are going to be in and they want to have that independent neutral almost like the tower spaces it emerged coming from you know carrier centric to independent parties like SBA and Crown Castle and all that you're almost seeing that where in the enterprise or these venues you want one neutral party to make it available to multiple parties I think it's two reasons number one the carriers don't really have the time to deal with it. Number two, the economics of, you know, sharing that common core infrastructure will make it much more palatable to have an independent third party do it and have the carriers share it versus one independent carrier or one separate carrier do it themselves. And if I could ask you a a follow-up
1: question to that. um, You mentioned stadiums, which is, I think, what a lot of people associate with DAS and small cell, but there's this huge, I I think, uh, solid technologies, calls it the middle prize. Mm -hmm. uh, Hotels, 500,000 square foot and less venues where this is a good fit. Tell me how the public safety mandates that we see being formulated in the FCC, uh, it seems to me this is a huge opportunity
3: for small cell. Sure, I, I think, you know, like you said, You know it could be any of many uses and certainly public safety is one and you know everyone's talked about how in certain emergency situations public safety people have not been able to communicate with each other and all that you know in certain areas where whether it be a like a hotel or a large office building what have you so this certainly could be uh, uh, again a common platform that could be used in FCC like in so many different situations, would make sure that the public safety folks have access to it, and I think that makes sense from a public policy standpoint. And And Jeff, from a, a carrier perspective, I think
1: uh, when we talk about small cells we we talk so much about Sprint because we're excited to see what that strategy is going to be. Is it going to be fifty thousand units? Is it going to be seventy thousand units? and uh, I think a, a little bit of the attention got taken off of that yesterday when they announced that their new promotion to uh, cut your rate plan in half as you switch. So Jeff, from your perspective is that a good move for Sprint uh, to gain back market share that they might have lost or do they also need to uh, go forward with a massive and costly network improvement plan?
4: Good question. Um, I, I see the wireless industry splitting into two separate segments. You've got ATT Mobility and Verizon Wireless on one side which offers wireless Um, as part of a bundle or part of a group of services um, which interact with each other um, and they're moving into other industries and they're moving into other many other growth areas and then you've got the other the other segment which is Sprint and T-Mobile which are wireless only plays and that's what they market to and that's what they deliver. Um, Sprint you know, we all know the story about Sprint and T-Mobile over the last decade, how they all just, both just crashed and burned. Um, and, then, and then, you know, John Legere took over with T-Mobile and has reinvigorated it. Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that going forward, whether that continues or whether that starts to slow. But Sprint had a late start compared to T-Mobile. They just, you know, they have transformation with the CEO and all the executives. And they're not, they're not interested at this point. They've got plenty of spectrum. They're not really interested in uh, going to these auctions and, and because they've got what they need. They've got more spectrum than T-Mobile. T-Mobile has very little spectrum. And Sprint has tons of spectrum. What they have to do is they have to reinvigorate. They've got to throw some gasoline on the sparks on the fire to, to reignite the fire. I think that we're gonna see both of these segments grow. I think AT&T and Verizon are going to continue to grow in their area and that's going to be different from the way Sprint and T-Mobile are going to grow um, on the wireless only side. So Sprint is still, you know, I don't know if you guys are, are Sprint customers or if you've tried Sprint, um, they, you know, ten years ago they were one of the competitors, five years ago they sucked, the, the quality was just horrible. Um, over the course of... Um, the last five years, they've been making major investments and they've been improving it. It just takes a while for the marketplace to understand. Um, the quality of the service is much better today than it ever was over the, over the course of, all of Sprint history. Um, not in every cell, not in every city, but they're building, they're, they're continuing to build it out. So Sprint is going in the right direction, um, but t but, but mobile got a head start on it. I think Sprint is going to be um, following T-Mobile's growth wave. And the question is, what's that growth wave going to look like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? Um, I think it's still, they're, they're still gonna be in the wireless space, but there's other opportunities. We talked about it, you know, I mentioned this earlier with, with wireless um, television. You know, there's a lot of cable television companies and there's a lot of companies that are out there that are providing television either over um, cable TV or IPTV or also over the internet with all these these smaller providers. And they need um, a wireless uh, option. They need, need, need a wireless way of delivering their signal. Um, I don't know whether one wireless carrier is going to be the answer or whether all of the wireless carriers are going to offer something to this segment. Um, but that's a great opportunity for a company like Sprint um, or or all of them. So I think you're gonna see a lot of growth and a lot of change and a lot of transformation with all of these companies over the course of the next year to five years. I think Sprint is actually in a very good position even though you know they're struggling to recapture their market share. Um, the way T-Mobile was five years ago, um, I think if we look ahead a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, I think they're going to get better and stronger you know, each year.
0: Well, that was just a little taste of some of the interesting topics that we discussed uh, two weeks ago out in Atlanta at the Wireless Technology Forum Analyst event. For all of that discussion, the entirety of the video clips, I'd encourage you to visit the Wireless Technology Forum's YouTube page. I believe the entire discussion is public and available up there for you to access. And in the meantime, I really appreciate you tuning in to HetNet Happenings. We've got some great shows lined up for you in the coming weeks. Uh, Next week, I'm going to be traveling out to San Diego for the IEEE Globecom event, so we'll definitely get a deep dive into some of this forward-looking technology out of that one. Then, of course, right around the corner, we've got some big ones. Middle of January, Consumer Electronics Show. You know we're going to be there. And, of course, mid-February, we'll be over in Barcelona bringing you the latest and greatest from Mobile World Congress. So for now, I'd encourage you to check out rcrwireless.com for daily IT and ICT news headlines. Check out RCR TV for more episodes of HeadNet Happenings and some of our other productions. You can also see those up on the RCR Wireless News YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.
3: HetNet Happenings is a production of RCR TV. To reach Sean Kinney or to suggest a show topic for HetNet Happenings, you can reach Sean at skinney at rcrwireless.com. On Twitter, at SeanKinneyRCR. To find out more about the latest in HetNet and all things wireless, dig into rcrwireless.com.